The Productive Woman, Episode 379. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, welcome. Thank you for joining me for this very last episode of the year. Following up on the past couple of weeks where we talked about laying a foundation for a productive new year, this week we're going to take it to the next step and talk about a process for setting meaningful goals. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 379. I do want to say if you're a part of this community and you're interested in what's going on with this community, I hope you will stick with me to the end of this episode because I'll be sharing a couple of things with you, including a little bit of an announcement about uh, what's coming. This episode is brought to you by Everlywell and the University of California at Irvine Department of Continuing Education. You know, there are certain things in life that are difficult to understand, but knowing how to feel your best shouldn't be one of them. Everlywell can help you learn more about your body so you can finally take control of your health and wellness on your own time. What Everlywell does is offer affordable at-home lab tests that give you trusted physician-reviewed results. You can choose from tests that include food sensitivity, metabolism, sleep and stress, thyroid, and so much more. Basically how it works is Everlywell ships your tests straight to your door with everything you need for a simple sample collection. You do that collection, you return the test to a CLIA certified lab with the prepaid shipping label, and then your physician reviewed results and insights are sent to your device in just a few days. Over 1 million people have trusted Everlywell with their at-home lab testing, and I am one of them. I chose to order the food sensitivity test, and very quickly after I placed the order, the kit came to me with everything I needed and very easy to follow instructions. I took the sample, which for this case was a finger stick, using a spring-loaded lancet that they provided in the kit. Uh, I sent it to them using the mailing materials and prepaid label they provided, and a few days later, I received my results on my phone by email and text, a link to where I could get my results. And interestingly, it indicated that I have a moderate sensitivity to dairy, which actually confirms something that I had suspected based on some symptoms I have been experiencing. So it's great to have this information so that I can talk with my doctor about it at my next appointment. Well, for listeners of the show, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash TPW. So that's Everlywell, E-V-E-R-L-Y-W-E-L-L, everlywell.com slash TPW for 20% off your at-home lab test, everlywell.com slash TPW. 
This episode is also brought to you by the University of California at Irvine Department of Continuing Education. Whether or not you already have a college degree, continuing education opens doors to networking opportunities, better job opportunities, and career progression. Continuing education correlates to higher income, in fact, according to data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. The University of California at Irvine Department of Continuing Education, or UCIDCE, can prepare you to stand out in a competitive job market. They offer more than 80 career-focused programs in areas like business, leadership, tech, education, engineering, health sciences, law, finance, and more. Some of their programs can prepare individuals to sit for industry certifications or provide continuing education credit toward recertification. And UCIDCE makes education accessible. Their courses are offered on a quarterly basis. No formal application is required to enroll. And enrollment is open to everyone, no matter who or where you are. You'll learn from instructors who are practicing professionals with extensive relevant industry experience and gain practical skills that can be applied immediately on the job. So if one of your goals for the upcoming year is to advance your education, definitely visit ce.uci.edu slash learn now. And I'll have that link in the show notes in case you are driving and can't remember it so you don't, you don't have to write it down. All right, let's get into our topic of this week. I was thinking as I was getting ready for this, it's it's so hard for me to believe this is the last episode of the year. You know, the last couple of weeks, we've talked about some important practices that can lay a foundation for setting and achieving goals in the coming year that really matter to us, that have meaning for you specifically. And this week, I wanted to talk about incorporating what we've learned into meaningful goals for this coming year. I've been thinking a lot about the fact that who we are in the world is largely a function of what we do. We have the ability to choose intentionally who will be this time next year by determining with intention and purpose what we will do in the coming months, how we will use our time, our energy, and our attention in pursuit of goals that will reflect who we are, who we want to be, what we value in the world. And so this week, I wanted to just share some thoughts on a process for goal setting that I am going through myself in these coming weeks and uh, that might be useful to you. When we talk about a goal, you know, what is that? We, we, that word is used all the time in the productivity space, but I looked it up in the dictionary and a goal, according to the dictionary that I looked at is the object of a person's ambition or effort, an aim or desired result. And that's what the dictionary says it is. So we can maybe keep that in mind as we're thinking about setting goals for the coming year. They are things that will be the object of our our hopes, our ambitions, and our effort, something that we are working toward. When I talk about goals in this context and of this episode and elsewhere, I'm distinguishing them from, you know, dreams or ambitions in that I think a goal is something more specific and more achievable because it's specific. Dreams are things we, you know, we, we dream about that we think about 
in our, you know, when our minds are wandering, things that maybe we want to accomplish someday. But in order to get there, we need to formulate them into a goal that we can actually work toward. We've all heard the definition or the discussion about creating smart goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. And so they have those components to it that make them easier for us to know when we've achieved them and know how to get there. So when we are setting our goals for the coming year, there are a lot of different ways to kind of structure them or think of them. I I see a lot of people making a list of 23 things that they want to accomplish before 2023 comes. So a list of things that you want to accomplish or experience before the next year begins. And I kind of like that idea that 23 before 2023, and that may be something that I kind of work on to create a list of experiences that I would like to have or things I'd like to do personally or with my family. I don't know that I necessarily would craft those in the shape of goals, but just, you know, things that I'd like to kind of tick off the list before we get to the end of the year. Uh, But like I said, lots of people are setting up their goals that way. Uh, Other people have life goals and then break them down into five-year goals, one-year goals, and that sort of thing. I think the process that I prefer and that I would recommend to you is that for each of the life areas or roles that we've identified in the past couple of weeks when we were looking at values and priorities and when we were looking at our annual review, we identified the roles that we play in life because it's a good way to sort of categorize the things that we're, we're thinking about and looking at in our lives. So maybe you know, it depends on your where you are in the world and in your what stage of life you're in. But for me, I'm Mike's wife. I'm the mom to five adult kids. I'm a grandmother to nine with another on the way. I'm a lawyer. I'm a podcaster. I am a citizen of the United States and of my community and of the world. And, you know, so those are, and I'm a woman, a human being. So in each of those areas, I like to kind of look at them as categories or as roles and areas that I can identify a way in which I'd like to grow or something I would like to achieve in each one of those areas. And so I kind of commend that to you as a way of thinking about goals. So for each area of life, each role that you are in at this stage of your life, identify maybe one objective for each of those areas and spend some time thinking about this as a wife, if you're married, what is one thing you'd like to accomplish in that area to enjoy it more, to improve, however you want to think about it, something positive that you would like to accomplish as a mother, as a a professional person, if, if whatever your job is as a citizen, or whatever roles are important to you. But for each one of them, maybe list them and identify something you want to accomplish in each of those areas. And then what we're going to do after you've done that process is we're going to choose two, maybe three of those to focus on for the first quarter of the year. You know, if, if you have 
I didn't count mine, but if I've got seven or eight different roles or areas of life that I'm thinking about, to be working on goals actively in each one of those is going to be overwhelming, I think. And so I think it's valuable to identify something in each area of that, write it down, keep a record of it, and then choose just two or three to focus on for the first three months of the year. And, you know, you might ask, as I ask myself, so how do I decide which of these to focus on first? Because presumably if you've written down a goal or an objective or something you want to accomplish in each of those areas, it's probably important to you. And so if we're only going to work on two or three of them for the first three months, how do you decide where to start? What I would encourage you to do and what I'm doing is to take some insights from that annual review that we talked about last week. You know, as we looked back in the uh, on the year that's just wrapping up, what were the highlights? What are, were, you know, all the things that we talked about last week. And I, if you didn't listen to that yet, I encourage you to go back and listen to that because you know, you can take a lot of lessons from looking back on the year. And so go back and look at that list that you came up with, whatever you're journaled about that or whatever you wrote down and, and think about what kind of jumped out at you from that process uh, as you looked back over the year. Are there, I don't know, maybe there's something you regret that you would like to address in the coming year, That something that you didn't do as well as you wish you had and you want to do something in that area this year. Or maybe there are, is something great that you want, you've realized you want some more of in the coming year. So for me, as I went through that process, I realized that when I uh, was thinking about and identifying the highlights of the year that were just wrapping up, most of the things that I identified as highlights were family related. And the lesson I took from that is in setting my goals for the coming year, I know I'm going to want to prioritize creating more family experiences this year. You know, I'm in a different stage of life maybe than you are in that all my kids are grown and out of the home and have families of their own. And so I don't see them as much and it takes more concerted effort for me to even um, create some kind of family experience. But all of the ones that we had this past year, uh, even with all the challenges of it, a lot of the highlights of my life were around things that we did as a family. So one of the areas probably that I'm going to choose to focus on in the first quarter of the coming year is creating more family experiences for all of us. So that's um, a great place to start in identifying goals and deciding where to start. So the process for me ha has several steps. And the first one is to do some brainstorming. So with the values and priorities that you identified a couple of weeks ago in mind, along with the insights that you gathered from your annual review, sit down and brainstorm a list of possible goals, dreams, objectives, whatever you want to call them for the coming year. Um, things that you would like to accomplish in these various areas, whichever approach you want to use for sort of 
uh, documenting your goals. If you want to use the 23 before 2023 or the life areas or however you want to do it, just brainstorm a list and write those down. And the key at this stage is to not censor yourself. Write things down that come to you as potential goals or objectives for the year, even if they seem kind of crazy or impossible. Right now, you're not going to censor any of that. If it comes to mind as, as a possibility, write it down. Also, at this stage, don't worry about formulating them perfectly. Don't worry about that smart formulation or or if whether what you're writing down is a, a dream rather than a goal, there will be time later to sort of re-articulate the ones that you actually land on as uh, goals that you want to take action on. I would also say take your time with this process of brainstorming. It's always helpful to kind of sit down. You can get past your internal editor if you sit down with pen and paper and set a timer for 15 minutes and just write down whatever comes to mind without pausing with the goal of getting as much on the page as you can before the timer goes off. Sometimes that helps you get past that that you know voice in your head that goes, why would you even think of doing that thing? That's insane. You can't do that. We want to get past that. So maybe you start by setting a timer, 15 minutes or whatever you want to do. Write down whatever goals or objectives in the various areas of your life that come to mind. That's a starting point, but the brainstorming process can take some time and that's okay. It might take more than one session. So start the list with that first, you know, with the timed session and then walk away, do other things and add to it over the next little bit of time, you know, the next day or two or however long you want to, as things come to mind, add them to your list in the various areas. And I would also say if you're working on goals for the family or for your relationship with your significant other, I would say get them involved as well in in coming up with ideas for for that category. Let this take however long it takes. And then when you have a a pretty good list for each of the life areas, put it away and do something else for a few hours or even a couple of days. And that kind of wraps up the brainstorming step of this process. Because a couple of days or a few hours, whatever you allow for yourself, you're going to come back to the next step, which is to call the list. That is to pull out what, what the gold is. You're going to come back to your list with a fresh eye and just scan through it and ask yourself, which ones are you particularly drawn to? Which ones really jump out at you as, you know, kind of you you get a little excited thinking about the possibilities and start a fresh list with just those, just those ones that really jump out at you. Try to narrow that new list down to just one or two in each of those areas or roles of your life. And when you've done this, this will be your list of primary goal areas for the coming year. Now, sometimes it's hard to, you know, call out things and and discard others. But remember, there's a difference between not now and never. Don't throw the other ones away when you've when you've pulled out the ones that really jump out at you as, yeah, this is something I really want to do this year. Whatever's left on your brainstorm list hang on to that, tuck it away in a notebook somewhere, because maybe you'll come back to them later in the year or, you know, 
the next year. It's, it's, it's helpful to have that. They're not, you're not saying I'm never going to do these other things. You're saying right now for this coming year, it looks like these, these areas over here are where I'm going to focus my time, my energy, and my attention. And so you, you've narrowed down your list to one, maybe two in each of the various roles of your life, personal, professional, family, relationships, money, maybe whatever areas you're focusing on or thinking about. Now you've got a list of, you know, if you've got six or seven categories, if you want to call it that, or areas of your life, and you do one or two for each of them, you've got anywhere from six to 12 possible goals listed. And that's a lot to try to take on all at once. And so the next step of this culling process is to try to choose just two, maybe three of those, that final list to focus on just for the first three months of the year. The others, you might, you know, take some action here and there, even in the first quarter, but your attention, your real focus is going to be on two or three at the most of the potential goals on this final list that you came up with. Now, as you choose those two to three, make sure they're compatible with each other or, or not, at least not in conflict. So for instance, if you have a goal to lose some weight and a goal to master pastry making, uh, those are probably going to be in conflict. If you have a goal to have more free time and only work 20 hours a week, that's probably not really compatible with starting medical school or launching a new business. So, you know, really think about uh, the goals that you choose that to make sure they're not going to be at odds with each other. And maybe even that you can get some, um, you know, efficiencies because working on one will also advance you in another. So anyway, you're going to, you're going to narrow it down to two or three, and these are going to be the ones that you really put focused effort into and take focused action in the first three months of the coming year. In formulating these goals and choosing them, I would encourage you to consider setting process goals rather than outcome goals. Uh, maybe goals that involve establishing a habit rather than, you know, the outcome of that habit. Because you can't always control outcomes, but you can control your actions. And if you are taking the right actions and developing the right habits, that increases your chances of actually achieving the outcome you want. So what do I mean by this? I, you know, I was trying to think of different examples. For instance, if your goal is to get married or, or to be in a relationship with a particular kind of person, well, you can't control that particular occurrence. And so setting a goal of, you know, by the end of, of this year, I'm going to be in a serious committed relationship with somebody, you know, this kind of person you can't control whether that'll happen because it involves other people. But if you set a goal to go on 100 dates that, you know, in some set period of time, you're certainly improving your chances of finding that right person. Uh, and so that's, a, that's one example. Another example, maybe in a professional context is if you're, if you're thinking of a goal of signing up, you know, X number of new clients or customers for your business, 
you might not be able to control whether people actually sign up because people have free will. But if you set a goal to schedule X number of meetings or consultations in the, you know, some set period of time, the more of those you do, the better your chances of connecting with the people who will sign up to work with you. So it's the process goal or, or the habit goal, um, I think is, is more achievable, more um, likely to be successful. Another example, a common one that a lot of us think about is, um, you know, what we, we want to lose weight or get more fit, maybe. But say, say, you know, we'd like to lose some weight. That's one for me. I, I'd like to lose some weight. But instead of setting a goal to lose a certain number of pounds, how about setting a goal to establish three healthy habits as something you do routinely without thinking about it. Habits of daily exercise, um, eating pre-planned healthy meals at least six days a week, and drinking eight glasses of water a day. Okay, if that latter thing is your goal of, of establishing those three healthy habits, if you actually succeed at that, you create the habit of daily exercise and eating healthy meals and drinking plenty of water, your chances of actually losing weight, getting the outcome that you want are vastly increased. And so thinking about maybe the outcome you want, what habits would help you achieve that and set the goal as establishing those habits. So that's the culling process or the culling step of the goal setting process. First you brainstorm, then you call that long list down to just the few that you're going to focus on for the year. And then even further down to just to two or three that you'll focus on for the first three months of the year. The third step then of the goal setting process is to refine those two to three goals. And so for each of those two to three goals that you're going to focus on for the first three months of the year, you're going to write it down as a goal. So as specific as you can, measurable, attainable, it's something within your capability, even if it is a stretch, relevant to your stage of life and to your values and time bound. You'll know you have a, you have a deadline or you'll know when it's been accomplished. So write each of those three goals down in that way. And this is really important for each one of those two to two or three goals, write down your why, why, why is this goal a goal you're setting now to work on now? Why does it matter? How will your life be better when you achieve this goal? Really think about this. Why are you doing this? And make sure you like your reason. That This why is so important. It has to be meaningful enough to you, not to other people, but to you in order to keep you going when things get challenging or boring. And any goal we set for ourselves, anything we're trying to accomplish or achieve in life is we're going to hit bumps and it's going to get boring sometimes because when you're establishing a habit and a routine, you know, it can get, you know, routine and, or it's, it's just challenging. And so you've got to have a really meaningful why, why you're doing it in order to keep you going. The other thing to think about as you're refining the, these goals 
is make sure you understand real clearly what does success look like for that goal. If you don't have a clear target, it's going to be hard to hit it. This goes to the the specific nature of it. But even beyond that, really think what what would success look like if I achieve this goal massively successfully? What would that look like to me? Picture it in your mind. How will you feel when you've accomplished it? If you're visually oriented, consider creating a vision board for each of your goals with images, quotes, and things like that, um, that illustrate your vision of what success looks like for that goal and, and post it somewhere, you know, where you can see it regularly. So you're going to refine each of those three goals. This doesn't have to take a lot of time, but it takes some thought and, and give yourself the gift of that time to think about it. Think deeply about why am I setting this goal? Exactly what does success look like? How will I know when I've achieved it? And then the fourth step of the goal setting is to specify. And that is for each of these two or three goals, turn them into actionable steps, things you can actually do to achieve them. Uh, So first of all, list the resources that you'll need and, and resources both internal and external. Um, information, materials, allies, helpers, equipment, courage, um, whatever it is that you're going to need, all the resources that you're going to need, list that. Um, For each of them, identify the steps that you need to take to accomplish that goal. Because remember, you can't put a goal on your to-do list or your calendar. You can't do a goal. You have to take action to achieve a goal. And so identify the steps and, you know, break it down into the smallest possible pieces. Keep in mind, we've talked in the past about the difference between a project and a task. And you want to break each of these goals down into the the smallest units, the tasks that you can accomplish in a single session at a single location that constitutes a task. One great tip that I heard somewhere. I, I, I think I saw somebody talking about it on a YouTube video recently, and I didn't write down where I heard it, but I've been thinking about it ever since. To identify the steps that you need to take to achieve a goal, frame the goal as a question. How might I blank? So for instance, if your goal is to, um, to, you know, lose 10 pounds, And again, let's get back to, I encourage you to, instead of framing it that way, couch the goal as a set of habits that you're going to try to put in place, but frame it as a question to identify what those habits might be, what steps you need to take. How might I lose 10 pounds this year? Uh, If your goal is to write a novel, if you turn it around into a question, ask yourself, how might I complete a novel this year? What would I need to do? When would I do it? Where would I do it? Break it down into the steps that way. I think that's a really useful tool to identify what needs to happen, what needs to be done in order to achieve the goal. Another part of this specifying for the goal and and coming up with the tasks is to brainstorm all the possible obstacles, both internal and external, 
that uh, could get in the way of you achieving this goal. And for each of those obstacles, list at least two or three ways that you can be prepared to avoid or overcome those obstacles. And each of those things will be tasks that can go on your to-do list. As I was um, kind of preparing for this episode and thinking about this particular step, I kept thinking about a a story of something that happened at a law firm that I used to to, uh, work at earlier in my career. They had a client that was going to take a particular action that was very legal, very ethical, nothing wrong with it, but they anticipated certain groups, uh, public groups might object to what they were going to do. And, and the firm on behalf of their client brainstormed all the possible objections, legal objections that people might raise to get a temporary restraining order. And this is well in advance of the deadline uh, for when the client was going to do this thing. It had to do with demolishing a building and it wasn't of historical significance or anything. It was privately owned, but nevertheless, it was very important that it happen at a certain time and not be delayed because of where this was. The, you know, the, the construction uh, window is pretty narrow because of the weather there. And so well ahead of that time, the firm on the lawyers that were working on this matter brainstormed all these, any objections they could think of that people might raise to try to get a temporary restraining order to prevent this demolition. And for each of those objections, they prepared a brief that could be submitted to the judge that would outline the facts in the law that would persuade the judge not to grant the restraining order. And so they had all these prepared and ready to go so that if this obstacle arose, they were prepared to deal with it. And I, that's to me, in a professional sense, it, it just was fascinating to me uh, that they were thinking ahead of the possible roadblocks that could get in their way, and they prepared a response to every one of them. And that's what we can do for our goals. If we sit down and think about, all right, what could, especially especially if it's a goal that we have set before and not achieved, and we really want to accomplish it this time. So let's sit down and think, why didn't I achieve it in the past? What got in the way? Was it something in me? Was it external circumstances? What was it? Write those down and think, all right, how can I be prepared for that so it doesn't slow me down again? So for me, I know one big internal obstacle I have uh, to certain personal goals is I am, I guess, externally motivated. I am more likely to set aside my own goals to help somebody else on theirs because I don't like to disappoint people. And so I'll let myself down, but I won't let other people down if I can help it. So knowing that about myself and knowing that that has prevented me from accomplishing certain things in the past, I can think about, all right, well, how can I be prepared for that this time? And I probably would do something like seek an accountability partner to, to, you know, check in with periodically, or maybe sign up with a coach or take a class that will have time-based assignments related to my goal. So those are some things that I could do to deal with this one internal obstacle. And I, the, the idea here is for each obstacle that you can think of ahead of time, figure out what can I do now uh, to be prepared to avoid that obstacle or overcome it if, if it appears and add those things to your to-do list. 
Um, another example is, you know, for people whose goal is weight loss. And yes, I keep talking about that because it is, you know, relevant to me, but I know a lot of us think about that this time of year. Uh, one obstacle might be a tendency to give into temptation to snack in the afternoon, and that gets in the way of our weight loss. So what actions can we take to avoid that obstacle? Well, we can schedule a time to clear all the junky stuff out of the pantry and the refrigerator and to stock it with healthy stuff and, you know, prepare vegetables and whatever kinds of healthy snacks that we can have there. Or another way of getting around that obstacle, if we know that a certain time of the afternoon, we're always feeling kind of draggy and we find ourselves looking for a snack, is we could plan ahead for a walk outside with a friend at that time in the afternoon. So we're getting a little exercise and getting ourselves away from the refrigerator. So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. For each obstacle that you think of for your goals, come up with some ways to deal with that obstacle and add those things to your to-do list. And finally, when you've come up with these various lists for each goal, then you're going to identify what's the very first action I'm going to take for each goal. Maybe it's uh, I need to make a call to get some information, or I need to assemble the tools and materials for this this thing I'm going to do as part of this goal, or identify a potential coach or accountability partner. Whatever it is, identify what the that first step is, or a first step you can take, and then decide when you will do that first step. And honestly, do it now if you can to get that momentum going, and then add the next action to your calendar, your to-do list, and plan the time you're going to do it. And the final step for goal setting is to review. And that is so important um, that we don't just write these goals down and put them away and then never think about them again. We have to make a purposeful effort to check in on ourselves. So to maintain that momentum that you get going and to stay on track, actually schedule time at least once a week, even if it's just 15 minutes to review the goals where you wrote them down, review your progress, celebrate what you've done so far and schedule the next step in each goal. So you don't let more than a week go by without taking some kind of action on each goal. And that's very important. And it's something that, you you know, I would encourage you to put on your calendar a particular time. Maybe you do it Friday afternoon before you leave work. Maybe you do it Sunday afternoon, whenever you want to do it. But just a few minutes to look at your, the goals that you wrote down, uh, consider where what progress you've made and identify, all right, what's the next thing that needs to happen and when am I going to do it? In addition to those weekly reviews, consider scheduling quarterly times, you know, every three months or so to review your current goals, those others on the list that you had set aside, reevaluate, reset your interim goals and targets for the next quarter. I think for this, this can take a little more time as you're evaluating how you're doing on the two or three goals that you're actively working on. What else is on that short list of goals that you'd identified for, you know, the the various areas of your life and uh, which ones are you going to work on then for the next quarter and go through that process of refining them and, and specifying how, uh, what steps you're going to take. So it might take this quarterly review is going to take a little bit longer. I think for this, it's great if you can get away from home, 
maybe even overnight, stay at a, a, you know, a hotel or an Airbnb or something overnight to really focus and think and make plans for the next quarter or even, but if you can't do an overnight, maybe just a few hours, somewhere quiet, like a library. Uh, if you have children at home and getting away is difficult, but you'd like to maybe do an overnight kind of thing, consider partnering with another mom to trade off um, childcare. So you keep her kids one Saturday while she has her planning time. She keeps yours the next week uh, while you get away and do your planning. Uh, so think about that. Look at your calendar for the coming year. You know, so if the first quarter is January, February, March, sometime in the second half of March, at least you, is where you would want to schedule this, um, this quarterly review to, to go through this process of identifying what are the two or three goals then that you're going to work on for the next quarter, April, May, and June. By March, if you've been consistently working on those two or three goals that we've identified now, those are those habits are going to be developed and strong, and you're going to be ready to add a couple more things to work on, and you can work through the year that way. I wanted to throw out this one thing that kind of occurred to me. You may know, well, if if you've heard me talk about that, we did the first ever the Productive Woman uh, planning retreat here at my home a couple months ago, and it was a pretty neat time. And I really, one of the things I want to do for the coming year uh, is to host quarterly weekends at my home in Texas for up to four women at a time. So if you want to and are able to get away for a weekend once or twice a year, uh, I'm putting out an invitation for you to come here as a quiet place to focus on your goals and kind of a little bit of self-care time to think about what you want to do next, who you want to be in the world. So I'm offering this as something I will do once a quarter for up to four women. If you want a private getaway, uh, we can talk about that as well. So if if either of those options sounds interesting to you, you can email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Let me know you're interested and we'll talk about the specifics of it. So that's the process. Thinking about the values and priorities that you've identified a couple of weeks ago, the uh, insights and lessons you gained from your review of the past year, you go into this process of creating goals for the year and pinning down what you're going to work on for the first three months. You brainstorm a list of possibilities. You call that list down to the the, the few that you're going to work on for the year and the two or three in particular that you're going to work on for the first three months of the year. And those two or three, you refine down to a, an achievable goal with a, a why that means something to you. Then you're going to get real specific with them and turn those into actionable steps. And then you're going to review periodically to keep yourself on track and keep that momentum going. So that's my thought on this. What do you think? Have you identified your goals for the coming year or, or at least the first three months or so of the year? I'd love to hear your process. If you do it differently than what I've suggested here, you can share those ideas or any questions you have in the comment section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 379 or post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. As always, 
if you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that's a great place to continue this conversation. Or if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Now, before I let you go, if you're still with me, I wanted to share something that I, a little bit of an announcement and an explanation for why, why it's, why it's being announced. My goals for the coming year include taking more time to think carefully about who I want to be in the world and how I can best use my time to make a difference in the world around me. Um, How I can be productive in a way Uh, that's meaningful to me and make a life that matters as I define it. Normally, I would have done a lot of that in December, but honestly, due to a heavier than usual workload and surgery that I had on my knee kind of uh, early in the month, I just haven't been in the right space to spend as much time on this as I need to, or honestly, even to, to keep up with responding to emails from you, which has been really heartbreaking for me. Um, I feel like things have gotten away from me and in a way that I'm not happy with. And so uh, part of what I'm, I have determined to do is to get a handle on that. I have published this podcast for over seven years, and honestly, it's one of the great joys of my life to be a part of the community that's grown up around it, to get to interact with you on Facebook or via email, in the mastermind groups, and in other ways. But after all this time, I feel like I need to take some time to think carefully about what the productive woman will look like going forward. I don't do this podcast for me. I do it for you. It's a project of my heart to try to offer something that helps you in making a life that matters as you define it. And it matters to me to be very sure that I'm giving you the best I have to offer and that it never becomes stale or a matter of rote or routine. And so I need to think about what that looks like going forward. I don't know if it means I'm going to change the format or exactly how it's going to play out, but I do need time to think deeply about it. And as a side note, I would love to hear any ideas you have on the subject. And so the announcement is this, I have decided for the first time in seven and a half years that I will not publish any new episodes in January. I will use that time to think, to pray, to brainstorm, and hopefully talk with some of you about how I can make sure that this podcast is worth listening to every single week and how I can make sure I'm offering you the support and the encouragement you need to make your own life that matters. I did not launch this podcast to be a business It is, as I said, a project of my heart. Um, I think all the time about how I can be a, a source of support and encouragement to other women who, like me, care about making meaningfully productive lives. So I'm going to take the month of January off from publishing new episodes. I hope you'll still be listening when I come back with new episodes after that. 
But in the meantime, I invite you to browse through some of the older episodes to see if there's something in there for you, uh, some encouragement that you could maybe get or some ideas from listening again, or if you haven't listened to the old ones yet, uh, listening to them uh, for the first time, you can go to theproductivewoman.com and see all the various episodes that have been published. They're also in Apple Podcasts and all the other places. But scroll back through the what they might call the back catalog and see if there's something there that would be worth your time. And during January, I I hope to perhaps schedule either a Facebook Live or more likely probably a Zoom call so it can be more interactive once or maybe even twice during January where you can join if you want to and and give me your ideas about the podcast and this community and how I can best be a help and a support to you in your journey. And feel free to email me in the meantime with any thoughts you have on that. I hope you know how much it means to me that you listen. It was a difficult decision for me. I, you know, I, I haven't missed more than a week or in seven and a half years, but I really felt strongly that this is something I need to do right now. I do intend to be back and I hope you'll still be here uh, when I come back. So thanks for that. I look forward to hearing from you and I'll post in the, uh, in the Facebook group, if I'm going to schedule a zoom call or something that you can join in and, and we can talk about these things. Um, Before we go, just a reminder, if one of your goals for the upcoming year is to advance your education, definitely visit ce.uci.edu slash learn now. And remember also that Everly Well is offering that special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash tpw. And that is it for this last episode of the year for The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I wish you a happy, healthy, and productive new year. Please don't hesitate to reach out to me if I can do anything to help you on your journey. You can email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and I will be watching and responding. I look forward to talking with you again sometime soon. So until then, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.